From the point of conception until well into adulthood, mothers spend a good part of their time stressing over the welfare of their children. Join us today as Pastor Ander offers a word of comfort to mothers in this message, God's Prescription for Mothers in Stress. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Mothers, you worry about your children. You worry about the choices your children make. Many of you worry about uh, terrorism. Some of you, health, economy, death, bills, struggling with forgiveness. Others of you are worried about the future. Some of you, rejection, failure. How will I pay for my children's education, college education? I'm not good enough. How will I make it alone now that my husband has abandoned me or died? Relatives in the military serving in harm's way in other countries. Some of you worry about what people think of you. Some of you worry about the rising cost of health insurance, the inability to pay for your insurance needs, the insurance needs of your family. Some of you worry about the cost of living, such as food, utility, gas, child care, taxes. What if my parents become dependent on me for support? Will I ever get married? Will I ever have children passing that exam? Some of you worry about cancer, sins of the past, being hurt again. What if my spouse commit adultery, dementia, Alzheimer's, layoffs, loss of income, and feeling guilty because of the necessity to have to work outside the home? That's a lot of lists I just called. There is absolutely nothing of benefit that comes from worry. You need to write that down so so you will worry less. There is absolutely nothing, say nothing, of benefit that comes from worry. However, there are many liabilities if you succumb to it. Many liabilities. I love 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, And God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted. Once we've gone through our trials, then God uses those trials to equip us, to comfort us, and to be a comfort to others who will be one day right where you are. Next There are times when those you love and serve are insensitive and don't express appreciation. Sometimes, and some some of you all the time, there are times when those you love and serve are insensitive and don't express appreciation. It is times like these that you should strengthen and encourage yourself in the Lord. Let me give you a wonderful scripture. Just jot it down if you can't get there. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 is a powerful scripture. And David was greatly distressed. Have you had times you've been distressed? For the people spake of stoning him, killing him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. They were taken captive. But look at this, underline this, but David encouraged himself in God. Y'all, you need to find that scripture and you need to hang on to it and never let it go. Listen, but David encouraged himself in his God. 
In other words, my friends, encouraging yourself through prayer and the word is important. It's so important for your spiritual and physical refreshment. Encouraging yourself through prayer and the word is so important for your spiritual and physical refreshment. Number eight, be mindful that a gentle and quiet spirit is very precious in the sight of God. Mothers, let me just help you out. And daddies too. What is precious in the sight of God is a what kind of spirit? A gentle and quiet spirit. First Peter chapter three, verses three and four says, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair. You can have pretty hair and an ugly attitude. Man, you can have all kind of muscles all through your arms, busting out your shirts, but you don't know how to talk to your wife. And your children are afraid of you. And that's sad. It's not about the hair. It's not about the muscles. Not about wearing gold. What is gold and jewelry? And you, you won't even talk. Won't speak to one another. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. You will stress yourself out if you are habitually fussing and screaming at your spouse, at your children, at your co-workers, and at your friends. Some of you all don't have friends. Maybe it's because of how you treat your friends. Let me deal with screaming for a moment. Because I believe we got some screamers in the house. Why do parents scream? Let me settle you down. Write these four things down and you'll scream less. Number one, they were often screamed at as children. You picked it up from your mom and daddy. They were just screaming at each other. They screaming at everybody. I mean, they just right next door. Ah! He's screaming. Just scream. So you, you pick it up and you, you carry it on into your family because that's, all, that's the way y'all communicated. Number two, they think that by speaking louder, they will be heard. And that's not true. Matter of fact, you need to tone your voice down. I was at his hill teaching a bunch of uh, college, young college students headed for college. And they were between the ages of about 18 and 22. And I was a lecturer all this past week. I, guess I, t- I taught many, many hours from Monday through Thursday night uh, teaching. And I, I develop a bond and everything with them. Before I, I taught first, second, third John, the book of Jude, and I would sit in the seat, cut on my mic, put my Bible up front, and they'd be talking and just routing and routing, and I would just sit there, and I looked, and I smiled. And I just smiled just a few, for a few moments. And after a while, there was a hush. I didn't tell them to be quiet. They knew I meant business, and I commanded to be heard without even saying a word. All I'm saying is people think the louder they get, they will be heard. Thirdly, they scream out of habit. Some of you just scream to be screaming. It's just what you do. Look, stop stressing yourself that way. And number four, they scream out of a sense of helplessness. They scream out of a sense of frustration and they scream out of, a, out of stress. They're stressed out, so they just holler. Parents realize that you can command just as much or more respect and authority by speaking directly, calmly, and softly. Now, now, 
If your name is John, I'm not talking to you. John, isn't this the third time I told you to do that? What's your problem, man? I believe you need a little help with um, obedience. Let me tell you something. The next time you don't listen to me, you will listen. You don't want me to make that next move, do you? You talk like that. And then sometimes let them have it in that tone. And you would teach them that, that, hey, I'm not raising my voice. You're not raising my blood pressure. And I'm not going to let you kill me. And you go and obey the first time. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Also refuse to play God in the life of your family by possessing a controlling spirit which brings out additional stress. Some of you, listen, as your children grow older, start giving them more guidance. That time they get so old, they get so big and so tall, they get beyond the whippings. You got to relate and connect with them another way. So you put away the strap, just take the cell phone. Uh, take the things that they like and say, you will not get it back. This week is gone for a week. Next time you do this, it's gone a month. They'll straighten up. That's right. Stop accommodating your kids, too. What you want to eat? <laughs> Food. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, you get hungry enough, go get it. I'm not cooking another meal till you eat what's been set before you. The millions of folk over in Africa wish they can have your plate. Stop, a cu- Stop getting your children for Christmas 50 items to say Merry Christmas. You're teaching them to be materialistic. And before they can open up one, you give them another, they open up them and they throw it out one, they open up. They can't appreciate what. Stop giving them so much. You're spoiling them. Then you wonder what happened. What's precious in the sight of God is when you can have a meek and quiet spirit. Because you know God is in control. A couple of more and we're done. Listen, stress comes as a result of a lack of rest. That's a big one. Let me label with this for just a moment. Stress comes as a result of a lack of rest. And I'm preaching to myself now too. The inability to rest causes one to become irritable, easily upset, bring on various illnesses, making bad decisions, and living on a short fuse emotionally. That's what stress does. Mark 6, 31 and 32 is a powerful verse. And Jesus said to them, his disciples, come aside by your, look, underline this, by yourselves. He said, don't bring, don't bring other folk here with you. By yourself. Now, some of you are scared to be by yourself. You got a problem right there. You got to have company all the time. Say it with me. By yourself to a deserted place and look, underline this, and rest a while. And rest a while. 
For th- look, 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 why? What was he saying this? For, for there were many coming and going, coming and going. Jesus, give me this, give me that, give me this. Uh, uh, I, I'm sick, my mama's sick, my daddy need this. I'm my, my, just on and on, my children's sick, help. And look, look what it says here, underline this. And they did not even have time to eat. My staff get on me about that. They say, Pastor, you have, you're not eating. I said, I get there in a minute. I get there in a minute. And after a while, it's time to get off. I get so into it. And those thoughts I'm writing and when I'm doing things, that I get so overcome with what I'm doing, so engaged in what I'm doing, I'm doing until I don't even want to eat. I just want to keep at it. But keeping at it without eating is not good. Naughty Rander. For, look, 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 for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. Look at this. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat, underline this, by themselves. Look, you will lose your sanity if you can't find that solitary place. To be by yourself and just take a deep breath and just say, (sighs) in a world where the emphasis is on speed, acceleration, everything is urgent and being in a hurry. Many of you have the hurried syndrome. Some of you are already thinking about what restaurant you're going to go to before you can get out of here. Be all here. Well, you going so quickly trying to get ahead of the traffic out the parking lot. That's selfish. We need to slow ourselves down. Say that again. Slow ourselves down. Say it again. Thank you. Give ourselves some me time. Now, some of you, you live in me time. I'm not talking about you. You just live to rest. That's called laziness. Okay. No premium on that now. Some of you need to get up and go to work. I'm talking about folks that are workaholics. Okay? Give yourself. I, did, I needed to qualify that. So these folks can't get up. Give yourself some me time. Rest ourselves. Learn to relax. Look, schedule your vacations. You schedule everything else. Schedule your, if you don't, so, all this stuff's going to take it over. And, and, and you'll be dead. And you know what? Life's going to go on. Learn to relax and schedule things in our lives that we enjoy doing. What you enjoy doing? Nothing. Well, see, that's a problem right there. Nothing. Good night. Uh, listen to this. This will wake you up. Listen to this stat. According to a 2014 article on CNBC.com, each year the combined American workforce leaves 169 million vacation days unused. That works out to an average of 11 to 12 days per person. I'm not through with y'all yet. Vacation is earned... But the job will consume your vacation if you let it. Even when you're on vacation, people are checking their emails. 
making phone calls, checking on employees, which frustrates your families on vacation. Because the job never leaves you. You take it. Let me take And you can't even rest on the sandy shores of the Pacific Ocean, letting your hair down, sitting back in a chair, and drinking some Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm being nice with that. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of other names that could be called about right there, but I'm going to say Kool-Aid. Why y'all tickled? <laughs> Listen, listen, if we fail to take a break, we will break. Furthermore, listen at this, listen, listen, do not feel guilty or feel like you owe people an explanation simply because you made a decision to rest yourself. You don't owe everybody an explanation. Oh, I'm tired, I did this all day. No, 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 no. You don't owe everybody that. You've earned the right to rest yourself and don't feel guilty about it. One more, and then we'll extend the invitation. Number 10, being willing to forgive and letting go of your hurt, pain, and injustice will bring inner healing and remove undue stress. I'm going to repeat, bro. This is so big. This is my last point. Being willing to what? Forgive and letting go of your hurt, pain, and injustice will bring inner healing and remove undue stress. Philippians 3.13 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Listen. Mothers, 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 if Jesus, listen, if Jesus can forgive you, then why can't you move on and forgive yourself? Did you hear what I said? If Jesus can forgive you, then why can't you forgive yourself and move on? You must also refuse to say, I'm too hurt to forgive others. I'm too hurt to even forgive myself. Listen, all of us have failed. All of us have a past and things in our closet that we hope never come out. And that's why we have the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood is sufficient, it's atoning, and it's enough to heal your past, your present, and your future. You understand what I'm saying? And all I'm saying to you today, with the sufficiency of the blood, you ought to realize that your sins are forgiven if you've earnestly confessed them. I don't care what it is. Whatever the worst thing you've done in your life, Jesus can clean it up through his blood. Anybody believe that? Anybody believe that the blood is enough? What can wash away my sins? 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. As I close this message, some of you say, but, but preacher, you don't understand what that man did to me. You don't understand what my, I've been molested. I've been this. I've been hurt. I've been shortchanged. I've, I've experienced injustice. I've been, who in here hasn't? Jesus experienced the worst kind of pain unimaginable. And you know what some of you say? I'm in too much pain to forgive. And 10 years later, you're still saying, I'm in too much pain. Jesus was on that cross, nails in his hands, thorns around his brow, pierced side. And Jesus could have said, God, take me off the cross. This hurts. This is too much pain. And he didn't get full of vindictiveness and revenge. He didn't say, God, open up the earth and destroy them. Send lightning lightning bolts. Send a legion of angels. He said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And he died for the very ones that put him there. As well as the rest of humanity. And all I'm saying, stop saying you are in too much pain. That's another excuse that God can fix. Your pain will never transcend the pain of the Savior on the cross. Surrender it to Jesus, for he's enough for you. And all God's children said, Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the message. I know it spoke to many hearts, but oh God, it's up to the people to respond to the message. I pray in the name of Jesus that they not accept the whimsical excuses to just sit there and accept the fact that they're going to wait for tomorrow. There are some you want to bring back home to Maranatha. There are others who've wandered away. There are mothers who've wandered away. There are mothers and fathers who've backslidden. There are are fathers and mothers who have made some wrong choices. But let them know right now, Father, that you are enough and you can help them if they come unto you. I pray in the name of Jesus that Satan and his demons will not keep people glued in that seat. I know some didn't plan to join the church today, but oh God, I pray that they move and do what they didn't plan to do. There are people who don't know Jesus. I pray, Father, that they would believe that you are the only Savior who died on the cross for our sins, who bled, hung and died, and buried and rose again according to the scripture. And I pray that some mother, grandmother, child, adult, single parent, man, woman, widow, widower, come to Jesus now. Because you are enough for us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. God is calling you. God spoke to you. God God knows where you are. And God wants to deliver you. God wants to free you. God wants to emancipate you. God wants to revive you. God wants to restore you. God wants to make you whole again. But you've got to make the first step. Not your excuses, not your procrastination, but say, Lord, I come. I'm not asking any questions. I'm not going to let Satan play games with my mind. I'm coming home, Lord. I surrender. I'm coming just like I am. 
not worry about what folks say. I'm just going to get right with you. Thank you, Father, for letting me hear this message so I can have peace with you. Don't you sit in disturbance and distress. You come so healing, restoration, salvation can inhabit your soul and life. You come. The Word of God admonishes us to wait patiently on Him, and He will give us the desires of our hearts. We must pray, meditate, commune, and wait on God. We must fight against the I, me, and my right now syndrome that perpetuates today's society. God and God alone is the answer to everything. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at maranathaessay.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and so much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Hello, I'm Pastor Randa Draper of Maranatha Bible Church. We will be celebrating our 35th church anniversary with a gala on Friday, May 19th at 7 p.m., at the Marriott Northwest Ballroom in San Antonio, Texas. Contact the church office at 210-821-5683, extension 222, to purchase tickets. Gospel recording artist Micah Stampley will be our special guest. Attire is formal or Sunday best. Also, I will be singing and would love to meet you personally. Come celebrate with us.